and we're back. Hi, I'm Brian Garrity here, host of Big Daddy Live. We're here every Monday at one o'clock on Facebook and we're hoping to make your day just that much better, that much better, make you that much more smarter, make your day a little better. And I mean that. So, my beginning little rant here. I think I was telling you guys last week about the skunks. Skunks. We have skunks in the canyon, apparently. <laughs> I think the Parkinson's has taken my loss of smell. This is the third one that this dog, my dog, is. she's the sweetest little teddy bear thing you would ever hope to see her love. She really is, but she's fierce. <laughs> she's like fierce, fierce mamas. Beautiful blonde, beautiful. And, oh, you got to see, you have a surprise. Oh, you showed my surprise. Oh, <laughs> take it back, take it back. Oh, I'm teasing. And our beautiful oh. Carrie, we got to bring, yeah, we got to bring our beautiful Carrie. Yes, our, our guests are, as always, gorgeous. Oh, here. So you miss, <clears throat> so we got, she got the two skunks. I'm afraid like she got the mommy skunk and the daddy skunk, and now she got the baby skunk. And believe me, the smell probably really is horrible, but like, here's the Parkinson's took my sense of smell. I didn't get it till I, Wes is like, how are you even able to sit here for a second? I'm like, is it that bad? He was like, yes, I can barely stay in this house. <laughs> so she got another skunk. Was it Friday or Saturday? I called Sat- you, huh? Saturday. Uh, Saturday morning. Oh my goodness. I must be a total weirdo, more than I already think of a weirdo. Because the little skunk is like, that could have been the mommy skunk, the daddy skunk, and the baby skunk. Is that bad? Just don't think about it. I don't. Okay. Anyways, the things that I think about, other than real estate, you guys all know, full-time job is real estate. I'm with Keller Williams Signatures, uh, San Diego Properties here. It's a great boutique office. I talk a lot about community, regardless of what brokerage you're at. Everybody working together collaboratively, coming together. It's just so much more powerful for the sellers and the buyers. And I want that theme to keep crawling through. So, of course, I'm going to introduce you to some really amazing people today. One of my favorites are here. And she's not a Keller Williams agent. So how do you like that? I told you, collaboratively speaking. And I told you, I will bring on my favorites. And I am bringing on my favorites. We want you guys to understand, like, at the end of the day, there are amazing professionals in real estate. And then there's not some amazing ones. That's never what you're going to see here. Take the ego out of it. But if I look what we're comparing it to, I promise you, you're going to have amazing professionals here. Um, and we're not just going to talk about real estate because that gets very boring. And I don't mean that. I love it. I have a passion for it. What I don't want to do is I don't want to throw that on you every week for an hour. You're seeing it everywhere else. We'll talk about tidbits and things that will help you. And there will be deeper down drills on, depending on topicality and something that might be really pending, like really urgent, something that we really need to talk about so consumers are getting the right information. It's scary how bad information is that can be out there. Other things that are bugging me today, not bugging me is not the right word, like grabbing at me a little bit. And I was asking one of our guests about Madonna. And we're going to talk more about Madonna today. It's like, because I don't think the youngins know who Madonna is. I don't. I don't think the 14 or 15 year olds give a crap. But that's okay. That's okay. But I want people to understand there was no Madonna. There would be no Britney. If there was no Britney, there would be no God. I mean, the list could go on. You have to fill me in on who the young one, like Billy, what's her name? Billy Eilish, Eilish, whatever. It's really, I thought I would never be the guy that would be able to look at the list. I would know every single person on that list, but like, uh-oh, 54 happened. Uh-oh, not good. Let's open up to the whole panel here since I can't get my eyes off of the beautiful and loving Sasha Taylor from Hi. Compass. Thank you. Morning, Thanks for having She's me. She's my buddy. Of course. You're, uh, 
You are amazing. You're an instant connect with me. And I really mean that. I mean that 150%. I wish I had you on every transaction. You are a top notch professional, awesome. my girl. You really Thank are. Thank you. And I just, <laughs> I knew the moment we met, and just connections are a big deal to me. She's amazing. I'm not just saying that. She's from Idaho. I am. Originally, 22 years you've been in San Diego? I have. Yeah. yeah. Don't she, do the math. Don't, no, don't figure she's it out. Quite, yeah. You would never know. She moved here when she was, before she was born. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Wait, like when I was one. But we're going to talk a lot about her. She's really amazing. She has three beautiful girls, wonderful husband. We'll, we'll drop in some good stuff. She, she's a definite, big, major part of my tribe. Love her to death. And we have the lovely and beautiful Morgan McGuire from Garrity Group, who we love to pieces. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I love you, too. And really, really watching, you um, it's interesting with the real estate. Um, you really see the people that are going to do well, for the most part, and you're crushing it. I'm proud of you. And I love that you have the same, I know Sasha's the same like-minded thinker as I am, same like-minded thinker as you are. And we also have Ryan Alvey from Garrity Group sitting over here to my left. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Um, everyone like-minded, like client comes first and mm -hmm. you know, it's about working, working for the client, not the client working for you. And we've seen all kinds of stuff. And I always want to temper that by being like, no, there's not everyone in real estate is bad. Unfortunately, and I even hate saying the word bad, but I don't want consumers getting lured into something and just getting really bad representation because that will cost you untold thousands of dollars, not mm -hmm. to mention your sanity. You yeah, agree with that? I do. Yep, I've taken, well, I've had listings that have come from bad experiences where they actually yep. had to pay settlements. Wow. They were sued, X, Y, Z. Um, so there are just like life, good and bad and everything. And I agree. Everything's learning though. Everything's a learning experience. Like sometimes I think too, like even 16 years in the business, seven years in the business, just lately, I'm like, am I having a run of it? I'm so blessed to be as busy as I am. I know we all feel the same way, but that's when you can feel like that shift starting. I'm not talking about the tra traditional, traditional shift of like, oh, the market's crashing. I'm talking about things getting different. Yeah. You know, our, our limit, our inventory remains limited. Could we have a shift? Yes. Interest rates are mind boggling low again. So, uh Mm -hmm. Again, so if you've been thinking about buying or sitting, what, this is why I hate this. I'm excited that they're mind-boggling well at the moment. However, how many times have people said like, "Act with urgency"? These will, you'll never see these rates slow again. But I'm like, maybe I just won't say that. Maybe I'll just say like, rates are really great. Get your butt out there. I mean, what is your thoughts about that? It, it's a tough one. It's about, and you've been in mortgage too, like I have been. I did lending when a great rate was six and a half. Seven. I mean, right. That's when people, I did people be excited. And um. You know, if you look at the difference in a payment between a four and a six, it's not like where you, you're not going to buy a house if it's at six. But again, if you can get a four or a three and a half, or, I mean, that's that's as cheap as it gets. It, it really is. And you know what you said is perfect right there is like, people are going to still always buy and sell houses. So, yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, regardless. You know those stories your parents told yeah, you? Yeah, I bought 14, and it was 18%. 18%. Yeah. I mean, I have to hear it all the time. No, you know, I, I, it's, it's <laughs> and it really was. I mean, I was a little bit. And they still bought a house, and they used it as a building block to buy another, to buy another house. house. Yeah. And no, they refi when the rates went low, and there's just a cycle of it. It's really natural. It really but is. But we're in low interest rates. We so are. Low interest rates. Awesome. It's a, I always say great time to buy. I, in that... Sometimes when we're on a show like this and saying it, I'm like, I don't want to sound gratuitous. I really don't. Yeah. But 
it is if you're in the market and you're ready it's a great time to buy let me preface it by saying that i shouldn't say like it's a great time to buy everybody go out and do it because for some it's all individual and circumstantial at the end of the day mm -hmm. but i think if most people stood back and looked at what they pay in rent well and it's good for the sellers too because you know the buyers can get more house yeah so no, i agree 100 you know, percent. that's another great part about low interest rates what is it i i know your background but let's talk about how when you were younger, when you were going to college, what what was it that you thought you were going to do? I went to school with a finance degree, mm -hmm. and I started out in my career as a stockbroker. So I had my stockbroker's license in Series 766 mm -hmm. and did insurance and all that with financial planning. I thought I was going to be a financial planner. I can see that a little um, And I think I probably would have been, you, you if been I great. stuck with it. No, no, you would have been. But, um, you know, as life goes, you try different things. and. Um, so I kind of went through the full circle, financial planning, and I sold some advertising, yeah. and I did some loans for a while, and then I helped my husband's law firm. So kind of all within sales and finance, though, always. Yeah, I've always been in some kind of, always a commission and always sales finance, kind of putting numbers with accomplishing goals. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's kind of how I ended up here. But I never really thought I'd ever be a realtor. That was not when I was in school that that was what I was going to do. No, that's what I ask. I, I get yeah. the same thing. Even I've been a lawyer previous life. Yes. Your hubby, what's his name again? His name's Toby Shanner. Toby Shanner. Mm -hmm. And what kind of law does he do? He does consumer protection, with such as bankruptcy and credit report violations. Um, he does some probate, so he can help people who don't plan and die without a because yeah, a will is not enough everyone no, it's not. Absolutely um not. so yeah so he does those kind of, always on the consumer side doesn't represent creditors really right. and mostly bankruptcy has been his source of uh you know clients for 15 years that's awesome mm -hmm. and you worked together too so yeah when the market crashed yeah this is a good um, i did something very similar i managed a branch of countrywide mm -hmm. down in chula vista and I went on maternity leave and I came back and they're Everybody like, no more branch, bye. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. yeah, yeah. No, it was like that. It was like, it was, it was, it was hellish. No, you come back. No, well, I didn't immediately, I got demoted from management to producing because they like were downsizing. You could just see, feel it coming. Like, and then my gone. husband and I bought a house that same time oh. and we, we did the last loan out of that branch before they closed it. Crazy. I mean, literally That's we were crazy. the last loan before it was like shut down. And so with a newborn and not having a job, and then my husband, who's a bankruptcy attorney, his phone starts ringing off the hook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I'll come help you. I know how to manage a team. I can yeah. build a little, I'll help you, basically. And at that point, it was just help, just, just help him, because he was busy. And then that turned into 10 years of running his office. Mm -hmm. um, and we had, in the height of the bankruptcy, we were filing about 40 to 50 cases a month. Wow. And we were, we had a couple of paralegals, uh, another lawyer, we had yeah, a whole team. Yeah. So yeah. it was just sometimes you ride the wave. And that yeah. was what I had in front of me at the time. And I made the best of it. I love it. I think <laughs> where we had another parallel too was, so everything crashed on the finance side. People yeah. were kind of like, wanting to be a finance. Can you represent me for this on the litigation side? You'd be like, mm -hmm. nope, nope, I got out of that for a reason. However, I'm like, wait a minute, there's a way to make this work. Who's negotiating these short sales? That's how it started. Yeah, I'm like, wait, for sure. The real estate agent's gonna negotiate a short sale? Mm -hmm. Like, okay. Remember me wearing the husband. I was like, wait, what? 
then the more I dig deep on it, then you know those little scammers pop up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it was um, <laughs> sad. It was sad for a lot it of our clients. It was heartbreaking. Getting, heartbreaking. It was sad. I mean, the bar cracked down on a lot of them, but it took them a few years. And yeah, so oh, it the did. first it few, totally it was unfortunate. You know, it was just sad that how many people were getting scammed. It was horrible. But short sales were a really good opportunity in that time. Especially being legitimate, like you and I, like we could really impact and make a difference on people. I'm doing. Through three short sales right now. Yeah. A lot of people don't do that anymore, but they it's exist. the nature of they kind exist. of the they people exist. in they our exist. barn, I guess. Yeah, no, so they, exist. they exist, and it does take. Um, and a lot of times, they have to get court orders. And oh, yeah. It's a lot of coordinating. It doesn't just. It's not your average thing for real estate agents. So for me, I feel it's very comfortable for me because that's the background I came from. Yeah, of like that distressed. Um, but I almost think that. It's just, it's not harder, but if you haven't done it, like anything. It's just different. You know, yeah, it's, it's different. just different. It's yeah. just different. At the end of the day, the bank will dictate. However, you need to really have somebody like you or I or somebody on the side of that negotiating that understands, especially when there's a second lien or other liens on top of it. Those, they get tricky. They get hairy. Or they can um, get very hairy, as you know. Yeah, I have one right now. We have two judgments that Toby just filed to remove um, an IRS lien. Uh, first and second plus we've got a sale date coming so yeah you know it's just like no pressure no pressure, no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. i do that every day yeah, like when i get when i get a really when i get a traditional listing and it's the title so clean i'm like oh this is so great <laughs> like, this totally, is so amazing I, 100% got it. I think i recently i recently said to you too like i was like Where's Sasha? Remember, it was like, oh, yeah. I was like, where's Sasha? I mean, you're an amazing agent. You really are. And top notch and super professional. And you're my dear buddy now. And I love that. But you're amazing to work with. That's where it started. I just was like, this is what it takes. How hard is it? It it, it can be hairy. I'm not saying it's easy. There's nothing easy about it. But like, when interacting with each other as principals or as representative principals, I hate when I call an agent. (laughs) This bugs me. And boom, you get a text like two seconds behind <laughs> it. It's like, so wait, you could not have picked up that. You you text it, and it's not one of those custom ones. It's one that they text on there. Yeah. Okay? So like, you had enough time to get your little fingers and go tappy tappy. You couldn't pick up the phone and say, hi, this is dumbass. Can I help you? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. She's much more put together than I am this way, but I would call them dumbass. She'd be like, yes, sir, ma'am. But you guys get that, right? Pick up the phone. You're in, I mean, it's, it, and I get we can be busy, all of us, everybody. But it's sort of a lost art form answering the phone. Either. It's really the only way that things get solved mm-hmm. when when it gets. It, I say if you're sending, sending a text, it's more than a sentence or two. It's it's a conversation. And yeah. so I think that's part of. And I even, you know, I'll get them from clients, agents, yeah, that are, yeah. and I almost have to just call to clarify because I don't even trust myself that I'm reading it correctly. <laughs> yeah, so, or, or what their intent was behind it. I think it's, it's really no. the tone is hard to get. Um, so no, I'm a I'm a big call person on those kind of those situations. Things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have a I, I mean this. It's a hard fast rule. I will not negotiate a contract via text. I refuse. I won't do it. I'm yeah. sorry. You'll pick up the phone if you don't want to pick up the phone. I shouldn't be representing you. Or, or you should be because I want the people to understand it's too easy there's too many things that can get lost and too many people have had bad experiences when I'm dealing with them the thing I can prod out most other than the agent being absent most of the transaction Mm -hmm. 
is the fact that they never explain anything to the client other than like sign this, sign that, like here's your I don't your, know your what kind of clients they're getting. I my don't know. Like no, 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 my no. clients are very Absolutely good at not. asking questions. And I'm glad. And I'm glad. It is interesting. Like, it is, it's hmm. very interesting. I, I don't it's understand. <laughs> and I think maybe some of the expectations and the caliber of it. I don't know. Morgan, what do you think? about text versus phone calls. I mean, just being newer in the business. It's really nice that there's so many different realms of communication, but I feel like a lot of times that is based on the perception of the person receiving the communication. So I'm with you guys. I I enjoy a nice phone call. Yeah. I just, yeah. And yeah. I will pick up the phone too. And I like how you talked about tone, both of you. Like, mm -hmm. so I like I said tone, because like sometimes it's misunderstood. Maybe like Well, and what about the text you get at like eleven at night? Like uh, who or in the morning. Well <laughs> it's, it's hard because we all get tired and stuff. It's like there's something to be said about being ready to work. And I mean I got a text late last night and I mean I maybe myself I was almost preconceiving what it meant or whatever, where yeah. it was just easier to call. And just clear it up yeah. versus. Did you call at eleven o'clock? No, no, I, oh. I, I just, I called today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, it was like, but you know, it's, it's also disruptive. It's hard for realtors. We don't ever keep normal hours no, because no. our clients need us at times that aren't normal hours. So I'm, a hundred percent signed on to that part of it. Thank but you. when at all possible, I for things that aren't urgent, I try to work within a nine to five type situation, that. but it doesn't always work out. It's the no. only way you can have work-life balance, really. It's a good yeah. motto. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one. Or like how you'll say, like, I never unplug, but I try to, I'm trying to be better about it as much as I can. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying. Um, what are your thoughts about text versus phone? And all that? Well, you know, I've gotten better about that. Like calling an agent and them saying like not answering and texting back drives me insane. Like absolutely insane. And I did remember the time that you had called the agent at nine o'clock at night mm -hmm. and I got snapped at because it was nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, uh, I'm working in real estate. No, it was the agent. Uh, I think it over then. Yeah. Yeah. I try not to blow up someone's phone at that time, but once in a blue, there's something that comes up. Exactly. And you have to take care of it. Uh, and I think we're all, all hardwired the same. Like we're 1000% there for the client. Clients, they have their jobs, their, their kids, yeah. their obligations. And so like, this is a huge, and the other part about real estate that bothers me that some people don't understand or seem to give credit for is like, this is a huge emotional component in people's lives. I don't care how much you're like, eh, about 10 houses and baby, you have, and you will have emotions, whether they be good, bad, ugly, love, anger, whatever. You're going to have, you've been in the house for 10 years. Do not tell me you're not going to have some kind of emotion rolling out of there. You raise kids there. Your kids have gone to school there. Your kids have developed friendships. There. Whatever it is that tethers you there or whatever resonates with you, your best friends live on the next street. This just happened with a couple that I'm selling their house for, and I sold the best friend's house in November. It's like they were devastated when their besties moved out of that neighborhood. Mm. Uh, it's a real thing. So like, yeah. And so like now, they're moving out of that neighborhood too. Well, but and I have so, a lot of the, the transactions that I'm doing, it's the emotional, but then it's also the financial that they don't have. So yeah, then it gets to be even more compound mm -hmm. because it's one thing to sell your million dollar home and move to a two million dollar home. Yeah. You're not stressed. I mean, you're stressed on the move and, and of the emotion of changing. It's a different kind, but it's, it's different when Maybe there is an equity or, or maybe your 
faced with not having a home at all and where do you go and renting so that's a whole nother level of stress i think especially when you're really renting especially you know if that was Mm -hmm. or back in when we were doing short sales on the heavy it wasn't like this people could go out and get a place and rent it now like the rental market here is just as horrible most of my clients that i'm short selling or selling with um some kind of distress maybe Uh it's not short but it's just not their ideal yeah 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 um, most of them are moving out of state. I've yeah. had, like, the last three months, I've had five clients move tech, uh, two to Texas. It's yeah, funny. My one. lender did two loans it's in Texas. <laughs> it's, it's like two to Texas, um, Arizona. You know, they're they're moving out of state because San Diego is so expensive. Um, Idaho. To go get a rent. Uh, don't go to Idaho. It's <laughs> a terrible place. <laughs> don't go. Don't. She's from there. She's saving her state. <laughs> I'm saving California's no overrun Texas or overrun Arizona, overrun Nevada, <laughs> overrun Texas. Texas it's, is a big state for it. Just with Keller Williams being yeah. headquartered there, it's like there's a ton of people that move to Texas too. Mm-hmm. Like Austin used to be a place people would move, but not now. I mean, it's gone. Now they're going there. to hang out with Joanne and Chip in Waco. There you go. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> Waco, Texas, folks. No, I'm, I'm not Jump even kidding. No, I closed a deal last week. They bought a house in Waco. I'm at Waco. I've yeah. never, so, I've never been to Texas. Again, there I have was nothing. Some, You've never been. There's some kind of distress going on. Austin. Okay. Well, I'll. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like Austin is not like, traveling enough. Austin's like a, and because KW is headquartered there, we've been there so much, but it's more like a San Diego. And without the water, I can't explain. I've heard amazing things. It's about the music. I mean, it's just a really cool yeah. city, and so everyone started to congregate there, and now their values are not like here, but. For people wanting to escape here based on values or what's being affordable, yeah. like it's not going to be so much there. Maybe, uh, like you're saying, Waco, even the people in Houston, but then you're running at, wow, the natural hazards just happen wherever you're at. But I'm saying they've been hit so many times by storms and hurricanes and all down Florida, all over those places. It's terrible. I know people think that we're going to have an earthquake every five minutes here. Could happen. It's happened. I don't know. Have you been through an earthquake here? I mean, nothing traumatizing, just like. The little, the little shakes shaky that you ones. feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't felt any. I haven't either. But yeah. I heard that San Diego splits the fault line. It does. Like it goes from like the Bay to LA and then splits and goes back and connects around like Mike Galley area. Yeah. It, and the, I can say like growing up being a dinosaur, 54 years in Southern California. <laughs> God, my bless America. Woo. A long time. We need to get you a dinosaur for your desk. I know. I got to get one. But I had, there's one earthquake. It was in 1900, 1902. I'm kidding. I'd be like, 80, I don't know, 87. You're killing me right now. Oh my God. You're not that old. That earthquake. That earthquake. No, thank God. That earthquake, like, all the plates flew out of the cabinets, all the things. I mean, it was right there in Whittier, and we were in Fullerton, and that how. Boy, I stood to attention when that, but I could stand to attention quick. But that yeah. that house had it. So it is it is terrifying. Or people, friends of mine that went through um, the really bad one. Shoot, not in Glendale, but it was all up there in, in the, the Bay Valley. Area. No, in the no, that one was horrible too. But a bad one for LA. They all lost their homes, everything else. And most people don't have earthquake insurance, which that's another subject for another day. They're getting better about it, but it's sort of like. Earthquake insurance, the only way it really ever pays is everything has to be decimated. And I hate saying it. It's just the way the policies are structured, the deductibles, all of that. So make sure you have a good policy and a good agent if you have that. 
Who's come bopping into the show today? I see people, and I don't want you to think that I'm not seeing who they come. Our beautiful Queen of the Northwest, and Dwayne Tip and Allison Daniel. We love you guys. I want some questions. Allison, you can ask the beautiful Sasha anything. She'll tell you. Anything. And anything. such a small world. Uh-oh. Thank you for that. Well, she's not uh, yeah. She'll do no. it. She'll do it. But you have the... I can make it up. Yeah. Your daughters. She has three daughters. Uh-huh. And we were talking about hype when we walked in here. Tall. Being tall. Tall. So, and I think tall is a good thing. I do, too. I think it's amazing. And you both are, too, are tall yeah. out gals. Yeah, I like being tall, but I don't feel like a tall person. Do you feel like no, a tall person? I don't feel like a tall person. What does a tall person feel like? Uh, <laughs> I just feel like a normal person. Like, I remember going to school, like, oh, I get, school. Right, people right, wouldn't even going. say hello to me. They'd, they'd just walk up to me and go, gosh, you're so tall. And I'm like, well, hi. <laughs> nice to see you, too. And I would just keep walking. Like, how do you respond to that? My my oldest daughter gets it constantly. Yeah. She's so tall for her age. Yeah, yeah. she is tall. Um, She's super tall. But, you know, it's interesting because it all, it, when you grow up, when you're young and you're tall, you could also not be tall when you're older. Yeah. Some people oh, yeah. stop. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm not really counting on anything. <laughs> they did that, that they, they did that whole when they're two years old, you double the height uh, of the two-year-old yeah, yeah, yeah. child. Yeah. And I was laughing because if my two-year-old had been doubled, she'd be like seven foot five. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so not, all these, like, ways to calculate how it's going to be. You just kind of have to wait and see, which is so cool about kids, is you just get to wait and see. Yeah. You get to wait and see how tall they're going to be or their personalities, or it's really, really cool. So. You know what I think is interesting about height, especially um, men versus women, and there's no versus. Everyone knows how I feel about the gals. But being tall as a woman, do you think it's different than being tall as a man? There's a, there's a, there's a reason I'm asking, but I, wanna, I don't want to bias anything. I don't think I'm that tall. You don't feel like I don't feel yeah. like I'm that tall, but when I do wear heels, I'm pretty tall. And, people... and I married a six foot five man. So yeah. even yeah. when I'm wearing heels, I don't feel, yeah, that, I tall. feel that tall. And okay. now that my d- oldest daughter's taller than me, I still I, I definitely don't feel tall. And but I played college basketball uh, um, with a lot of tall people and so it's probably why I don't feel tall either because even for a basketball player it's right. definitely not tall. So but I mean, I'm not short either. Kind of no, right in the middle. And you're both stunning. The reason I ask is I just it's probably being a dinosaur again. <laughs> I always think the tall, beautiful gals like you really make an imprint. Not that all of you gals out there that I think are beautiful, you don't have to be tall. But I'm just saying it's it's well, like how models are tall. You know, like the the prime models tend to be tall. And I don't know why when you're a man being tall, maybe this is me being fifty four from growing up and how people were but being tall as a man, that was a big benefit. And then sometimes for the gals, it was like, here she's, she's too tall. Where this I don't know. You're too gorgeous to have ever had it, probably. Both of you. Oh, I think it's... Well, I'm sweet. six foot and I feel like I'm short. <laughs> Interesting. I think like, I feel men, like men though, need to be taller. Like, I feel like I should be taller than six foot. I think I, for men, that's like an average height is six foot. Uh, I, I used to be taller. Is. It's like Sasha said, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to you, I used to be tall. Not that I give it to him. <laughs> but after all, everything that's happened. So they were in trying to measure me or do anything. It's a nightmare. I can't put my head all the way back. But like, you'll stand on the thing. And I was telling the girl, like, no, no, I'm always six, two and a half. She's like, no, well, sir, here's the thing. And I'm like, okay. So then I got up. I'm like, can we do that again? And she's come on. It's a doctor appointment. They don't give a damn. They weren't. It was like, just tell us how tall you are. I'm like, no, I want to see this. She's like, I can put six, two and a half on you. I'm like, no, I want to put it what's on in here. Anyways, long story short, bizarre things that go on in my head. I have no idea why I even gave it. 
hoot. So yes. I'm be really good about oh, that. Yeah. A hoot about it. But then I felt like I was a shrinking old man. You know what? I bet that's what it is. I bet that's what it. I bet that's what it is. But In you do shrink head, as you get old. Yes. Yeah. Gravity. And gravity's being a total yeah. little booger to me. And I don't know about the six foot thing. I, I, I get it. I. I Either way, I, I just don't really know. I think societal perceptions about everything, half the time, you just got to give it a pass. You just have to own whatever you are. I, exactly. You know what? And then it's fine. That's what I love about you. That's In <laughs> fact, that's what we should call the story today, like, own whoever you are. It really. Oh, I just, because it's when you don't, or all the little idiosyncrasies, whatever it is, it's usually, too, the most really put together, really wonderful people, when you dig behind the curtain, will have an issue about A, B, or C. Like, I have my own issues. I get it. It's just interesting to me. It's owning it. Like, people say, celebrate your weirdness. Mm -hmm. The first time I ever heard that, I'm like, I'm not weird. (laughs) But I'm the weirdest dude on the planet, of course. Not in a bad way. (laughs) But do you see how it conjures in your head? Like, you should celebrate what makes you special. Celebrate your weirdness. Why not? All day. That's what what makes us the unique individuals that we are. Am I off point? No. Do Mm -hmm. you. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know all about it. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about it? Same. I'm 100%. Embrace it. Embrace what you got. Right? And I like, I think it's good to be weird. I mean, interesting or different. I no, mean, no, why yeah. do you want to be the same as everyone else? There's really something beautiful about being authentic and true to yourself and maybe being different. It's a lot less stress, too. Yeah. It's so much less stress. I'm raising girls. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they care sometimes. Well, what are they wearing in this? And I oh, just yeah. try to be like, you know what? You're never going to please everyone. So just do you, so whatever you feel good in, whatever you feel comfortable in, because you're not going to awesome. please everyone. But it's it's really, it's challenging. I went, As you get older, you, you realize this more. You're a little bit more I say That's awesome accepting. parenting, by the way. Heck yeah. It is. That's awesome well, parenting. It's hard. Yeah, well, yeah. To get, especially to get the message to make it stick. Well, the fact they, that you're bringing that up is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It's just whatever, yeah, it's it's hard. Because then also on the other side of it, you want to tell them, you know, you probably should comb your hair, you got food on your face. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you, the, the minor things. details. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to parent, like, you know, some, like, you know, am I failing them if they're not doing you know, trying to look their best or whatever. But at the same time, I don't want them to feel pressure to have to look or be a certain way. So it's a really, it's a gray area, I think, parenting, especially now. Well, I didn't say... So much information kids are getting constantly. Um, A buddy of mine, (laughs) I did, uh, we did a segment last week with Melissa Sophia. She's amazing. Um, She's broker of Avenue Home Collective. That's her real estate company. And she's doing a thing called Momcation. I did watch the show. Oh, that's right. Okay. I did. So, she's, so let me ask you. And I, I 1,000% about that show just tugged at my heart. It really did. Especially that it's so true. Like, mothers are supposed to work or are supposed to mother like they don't work and work like they don't mother. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That, and, I think and, that's from a societal standpoint. Mm-hmm. That is a true statement. And the statement. double standard, I think it's hard to being a realtor because sometimes, and it could just be in my own head, no, no. that I really don't bring my kids into conversations much with my clients. Yeah. But then I, I see that sometimes it's okay maybe for male realtors to do that a little bit more. Like, I don't know. It's funny. I feel like sometimes there might be this stigma that, oh, well, you're a mom. You're not going to have time for my my yeah. sale. That's but it's a double standard because my husband's parents equally to me and my parents, yes. my husband and I both work probably about the same and we both parent about the same. We're both running kids. We're both, yeah. plus we've hired, you know, we're really lucky to have a great nanny too. So, you know, you have to get the help that you need and not feel right. guilty about that. Not feel, no, so, mom, no, mom, no, but no, it is. It's hard with, with being a mom and working and 
you know, moms have, my mom worked, you know, moms yeah. have always worked, but everything every year gets faster and faster and more to do. And the kids are expected to do more and you're yeah. expected to do more. And it, there's some point you have to, to take back I agree. your time a little but, bit. Because that is out there too. Even the, aside from the stigma with the, because it is a double, it's a total double standard, like most things in society with men and women. Boy, if while I'm alive, which better be for several more decades, I could close, help close that gap. It, it, it's baffling to me on the daily, baffling to me on the day, baffling to me when I'll hear comments where I'm just like, what is sexist? Beep. I'll leave that secondary part out of what I'm thinking, but I don't, it doesn't matter that I'm a gay guy or a straight guy or a purple guy or a white guy or a tall guy or a short guy. None of that matters. None of that matters. It's called logical thinking, treating people the way they should be treated. And I still think there's some form of misogyny and stuff and not in a minor way. This still goes on in the society and it bugs me. And I see it a lot in parenting. Well, we're talking about two different things, but going with, with parenting, like why do the dads always get a pass? But yet the mom's the one that always has to pick up pick up the slack, for lack of a better word. I'm not saying at your household. I'm just saying more in a generalized stigma. You know, it- Well, it is generalized. And then I think another thing is it kills me because I take this profession super seriously. Yes. This is a profession. Uh, thank you. I show up for work every day. I mean, I get dressed. I have a certain amount I need to make for my family. Yeah. I don't take it lightly. <laughs> and so the hard thing is, is sometimes, and I love all these people, but I'll have, you know, moms come up to me and go, I'm getting my real estate license because it's a great thing oh when you're, goodness. when you have kids, you have so much time. Oh my, uh, you have, you're, you're just so free because you're a realtor. And I'm like, actually, it's like totally opposite. Yeah. If I had a nine to five, I would be able to manage so yeah. much better. But when I'm trying to make dinner and negotiate a contract and, you know, tell my kids like it, it's, it's hard. I think it's harder than if I were to just like I mean my you know my dream job is uh, be a checker at Costco <laughs> could just be like check out like I'm sure I'd be bored in two days right. but <laughs> it, it, sometimes I'm like wow that's just like you know you don't really have to that's think, a good, that, that is, you know I, I love I love in any of the shows we talked about it the real estate agents that understand they're in a business that it's a profession it's not it's not a part-time hobby it's not like i'm stay-at-home mom and i no, and no no offense to anyone but it's what you're saying like the devil's in the details and most people don't know the details that's what the important part is it's too important it's, it's too important i mean what we do we're dealing with people's major asset mm-hmm. and it's just way too important to not and even if you are starting out and you have to start part-time that's fine we've all i started Everybody part-time i mean we, I, my first year i did six deals you know it's like because i was helping my husband with his business so there's it's not that it's that if you are going to do this job and really represent clients you need to be doing it every day because then yeah. you get practice experience and you're able to do the best job okay. and i also feel like it's a great opportunity for people who want to dabble in the business or figure it out to join a team or to be an assistant because that's one way to really become that professional before they jump in and actually are doing transactions (laughs) which is so much maybe because i'm married to a lawyer and you're a lawyer i'm so worried about liability like "Ah." (laughs) i have to read the form five times because i want to make sure we're just talking about so one of my dear friends she's going to be on the show she's my dear friend for sure thinking about the story that's going to tell anyways how about uh having an attorney as your client Look, I expect them to read every word. I do. So 
when I see I send something over for a signature, I'll always explain it though. I'm not gonna maybe not every single all the big stuff, not you know, a lot of the boiler stuff. Like I'll say this is boilerplate, I can go into more detail, but like the stuff that's really gonna impact them, stuff that shockingly no other real estate agent in their four or five or ten other transactions ever even bothered to tell them. They knew they put a deposit in. They knew they put a deposit in most of them. They knew they had an escrow period. A lot of them have no idea about about a myriad of things that to me are shocking. They've hired us to handle their biggest asset all day. And to me, that's an honor. That's a privilege. That's like, these people need to be protected. Yeah, we're so like-minded. 100% like-minded. 150% And even if you've bought and sold 10 houses in your life, you're not doing it as much as we are. No. Look how much it changes. And you can do something a few times. I've, I've bought and sold pull a few has for myself, but you, there's even things you forget about moving. Oh yeah. I got like, you know, things, this just need reminders of. And so it's, totally it's really, it's interesting that, uh, you don't, you don't remember unless you've done it a ton of times. Yeah, I agree. There's a, um, with one of the video platforms, you know, bomb I do. I used to do bomb bomb a little bit more. Uh I'm really bad about trying to get on there to use it, but (laughs) me too. I I ordered it and I wasn't using it. Oh, there's a waste of money. Yeah. (laughs) One of their standouts was like a moving checklist, and I was like, "What is this?" And I was looking at him like. You know, that is all stuff that during a move you have to think about. And I'm like, I'm going to save this and make this into a Brian Gary. Mm-hmm. So do you have to move. Because there's stuff that I always forget, too, that's on there right. that needs it has to check to the be box. A check. Mm-hmm. So do you get it, too? And now you've been in real estate uh, for a brief amount of period. What did it look like? What did you think it was going to be like versus now working with me or the group? Um, I'm glad I went the path working with you because like she was saying, like Sasha was saying, being an assistant or being part of a team, I think is vital to be able to actually grasp it. Like if you go solo when you first get into real estate, I don't think that's a good idea. Like you need to be a part of a team. You need to be a part of something. And obviously working with you being a lawyer and in 16 years in real estate, it's priceless. Like I'm learning more. Like I see agents that have three or four years of writing contracts and I'm picking them apart and being like, they have five years. Mm-hmm. I've got three months. I'm like, what is this? He sees seven to five. Like, yeah. I'm like, what is this? I got to well, give. I give him big props though. Like for I really, catch I'm like, like, the business, yeah. he'll be like, but they didn't even do A, B, and C. I'll be like, wow, yeah. There must be something about being around me that's wearing off. It so does. Good job. Well, there's. I I'm totally self-taught. I didn't ever go to a brokerage house. I used my husband's brokerage yeah. license, got a license, and um. But I stranded myself, even though I didn't have. I, I was calling like the car hotline like every, well, <laughs> every day. Your <laughs> I was starting. No, I was using the resources. Yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. Like, it's just. It just takes asking the questions and not being so confident or cocky, I guess, that you yeah, think yeah. that you would know. I mean, I have this amazing TC who's licensed and has been in the business longer than me. So when I was starting out, I would just always have her. Even today, I sent over a request for repairs response and I said, look at this, make sure I did it right. Because it's like really important, even though I felt I good. Second pair of eyes, we all can make mistakes. 100%. I just feel like there's so many resources. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter how long you've been in the business, it's that you're humble enough to ask for help or get the resources or have the second pair of eyes. Yeah. I just think that's right, that's there's right, yeah. a maturity about that. Many things, but that's it's a maturity. It, it's a dedication to the clients of the profession. Like even 16 years, just like hundreds of transactions. And I'm telling you, once in blue, there'd be something I'd be like, oh, I could have had an ego or whatever. It's like something really stupid usually too. But like, and usually 
if you're working with people as professionals, it's usually minor enough where I'd be like, or it was just like, mm. oopsie, just kidding. <laughs> I'll tell you one early on mistake. It was early on. I was in Palm Springs. I reviewed this contract. I told my assistant, okay, go ahead and send it out. Well, it might be helpful if you check the box applicable to counter attached. Oh, and I was that's like, my in favorite. Poly- I know the number in the box. Number 32? Yes, box 32. Right yeah. <laughs> I've got to like post it on my computer. I was like, bam, 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 you will never miss box 32. <laughs> <laughs> box 32. Had, so from that experience? Oh, well, was, I had drafted the counter, and it was a Brian Garrity counter. I mean, it was a counter, and I was like, <laughs> and the broker on it, she was lit up with excitement and joy. She's like, oh, I w- she called the office, she's like, where is he? He's in Palm Street. I need to talk to him right now. Why? She's like, this is probably one of my most glorious days in real estate. And he was like, well, what happened? She's like, I want to tell him first. And I was, he was like, okay. Well, Penny Nathan from Ascent, who I happen to love. Anyways, I hope you had that glorious day back then. Thank God it was a short sale, number one. And I was just being extra worried about it. But number two, that stuff can happen. I mean, it, it, look, had it been anything really consequent, at, at that point, had it just been a traditional seller, like is the bulk of my business now, that would have been problematic. Now, but now like mm-hmm. you said, that box series, it never would anything, never leave the door without it. It was, and it wasn't a one year in mistake. I'm talking, I've been practicing probably five or six years. <laughs> My first mistake was letting the assistant just go ahead and check it. I looked at it on my phone quickly and I was like, no, that was all right. You took the counter. I just didn't even have to think about that box. So there's little thing. I'm talking with real estate. It, it's way more comprehensive than people think. If you have the right agent and the right the right person that's invested in you, it's comprehensive. That's why like 11 o'clock yeah. at night, nine o'clock at night, wherever that cutoff is for everyone. Like I've been very bad for someone who's able to untether. I'm trying to, I just, it's like the text at 11, the text at nine, like, do I respond? Your brain needs to break. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, and I, I wholeheartedly 150%. That, it, there, so I'm gonna what? test you tonight, I'm gonna text you text at 11. Oh, you're about to respond. And I'm gonna see what happens. <laughs> like, hi, I, I will be up. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's hilarious. I I would always say to her in the beginning, like, you can call me anytime. I understand things can come up, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no. Let's back that up for a second. What really is so 911 hair apart? There are some very minor, there are things that could come up, but that's not the regular. No. (laughs) Well, when you think about other professions, um, you know, my husband, he's a lawyer. Yeah. And he's in a very serious, I yeah. mean, he's filing bankruptcies to stop foreclosure sales like next day. So there's been a few times we've filed like late at night to stop a sale. Yeah. But for the most part, he keeps very normal hours when the courts open and the clients respect that. Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting how certain professions oh, okay. are, um, you know, it just it's just a different thing, you know? I'm telling so. you, when I had medical crisis, number one, did you aware of it? Like, those little boogers, friends of mine, when they were, I just, so many people coming in, but they really hammered at me like, you just, just step back from the legal profession, go into real estate, you'll have total control of your time. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, this is telling you, it's such a, I went over there, I was like, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> 
Holy crap. Like, it's such a okay. conception. By the way, it's such all, a, it's all so the lawyers great. are just giggling. It's so I mean, you might during a trial maybe have during uh, okay, but like it is not the same. It's not. It's like what you're saying. Like you're uh, or white. The ones in the blue late at night stop stop the sale kind of bankruptcy filing or whatever. But that's not going to be on the radar. But I think that's the thing. If you are doing brain work, like yeah. lawyers are drafting motions, yeah, they're yeah, you know agree. he's creating petitions, Briefs, he's preparing everything. all that stuff. Your brain can only work. For so long, really well, level, and that yes. starts to get. Slow. I mean, you're tired. You need fuel, and so if you're truly doing transaction-based real estate, and you're reading contracts, and you're yeah. doing negotiations, and you're tra- tracking down some agent that won't call you back, and you finally get a hold of them, and you're like getting that done. That's that's the similar, but we're just doing it 24 hours a day. Yeah. So I feel like you have to kind of know when you are your best, otherwise you make mistakes. Yeah. So, and I'm my best at 6 a.m. So if you get emails from me at 6 a.m., you know, you, you, you are up there early this morning. Literally, I was at my desk at 6 a.m. I'm just an early bird, you know? So it's like, if if you need me to be on, just like we 6 to 3. After morning, that, it's like, I'll swear. be... Yeah. No, and I appreciate the, all the <laughs> discussion around real estate. It's important. What are you finding? You're pretty good, though, about it. Like, you've learned. Or you, or you set boundaries early about it. I think that's right. I think that's right. I, mean, I, I know it's a struggle. Boundary. It's tough to struggle with it. Go ahead. I want to set the boundary, but I also want to have, like, a sense of urgency with my clients. Like, I feel like it's really important to have a sense of urgency and to show them, you know, um, like, hey, I'm here for you. Uh, I'll be here anytime, but also set the boundary that you need to, it needs to be within a, a certain hour time frame. I mean, that four in the morning text, I mean, I got the text, not at four in the morning because I have do not disturb on my phone, but I mean, and I responded to it like at 7.30, but I mean, I like to work early too, but then I find myself working late and I'll be like texting or emailing from my phone and my husband will be like, babe, babe. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I'm, I'm still new. Seven uh, months uh, in. Between, I'm still trying to find my balance. I mean, tell me. I mean, between Russ and I, it's like, I'm banging on him about being on a computer all night. The minute he stops, he gets off. I'm like, what gives? That is how the timing is, though, I find, too. Like, if I need to get on a call with you sometimes and it's late, Mark and I will be like making plans. I'm like, guaranteed, we're going to talk to Brian like right when we're about to walk out the door. Like, uh-huh. But it, it just happens. That's or, why I go on so many vacations because I don't get offers on properties <laughs> until I'm like on a plane. I'll oh, there is. I'll every time. There is such a truth. Before we wrap up, there is a, there is a true theme to that. Yeah, if you want more, ask us to schedule a vacation. The minute you're going out of town. Man, if you're afraid to go out of town, don't be, because I promise it'll just keep blowing up. Really, at the end of the day, all of us here talking today, we really are about wanting the best for everybody out there. And the show is designed to have a lot of fun with it. I think today was really great because I had you on there with you guys. And you and I are so similar in a lot of ways, just practice, dedication to the clients, wanting what's best for everyone by doing our best. Sometimes it seems like a lost art form. I don't know. And I, I really want more people to be like that. But when you look at the number of agents that do 10 or more transactions a year, it's like a very small number of us. It's a, very, it's a staggering a small number. You're in circle of excellence with mm-hmm. me. So like we're in top percentage of San Diego realtors. That doesn't just happen. Yeah, and I went to, uh, I, I like to do the Tom Ferry sometimes. The, yeah. the, 
it's, I'm not doing some of this year, but I've done last few and he has some staggering statistic, you know, it's like 3% basically do all of the transactions. I mean, yeah. do, it does over, I think it's like 20 or so a year or something like that. I probably have that wrong, but anyways, it's, it's, um, it's super small, but if you're closing, you know, a couple deals a month, you're really like having to really show up um, yeah. and be full time because even though it might not seem like that much, someone who isn't in our industry, yeah. um, in order to cultivate those things, a lot of escrow and to really get to that point, it's a full time uh, job. Mm-hmm. Uh, serious. It's a lot of moving parts. And yeah. we're here for you. So, yeah. Sasha, Shana, tell people how they can reach you at Compass. She's amazing. Um, you can reach me by my cell phone, not at, not at 10 at night, but 6 a.m. <laughs> all day. You can call me at 6 a.m. anytime you, you want. <laughs> if you were an early bird, I'm your agent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 858-229-2318. Um, I'm also with the Compass Premier Club. We didn't get to talk about that, but I'm oh, with the Petco yeah. Premier Club. So, Tell them really um, Petco, because it's amazing. It is amazing. There's 11 of us Compass agents, and we got on board with what used to be the Omni uh-huh. at Petco Park. And so now it's the Compass Premier Club, and we wine and dine clients there. If you list a property with me, your listing is in the Premier Club for 1500 Premier Club and their guests to see uh, your listing on the TVs in there. So it's a great promotion for clients and listings. Um, And it's just a great way for us to support the Padres and the local, awesome. the local team here, you know? Good job, Mama. Go Pods. Yeah, I'm it's really you. fun. I'm proud yeah. of you. What's, and so it's Toby Shannon, right? And yeah, so his legal name is Thomas. Tom, I'm but sorry, he Toby. goes by Toby. That's what you call him How if you know you, him. If, and if, if, it, if it's a solicitor, it's Thomas. If people wanted to reach him <laughs> for a bankruptcy concert, or what would he say? Yeah, yeah just go to shannerlaw.com, S-H-A-N-N-E-R-L-A-W.com. All the information's there. His office is in La Mesa, but he services all of San Diego. I highly recommend him for, you know, probate, bankruptcy, some trust work. Um, we have another associate attorney who does a lot of trust work. So we have a full staff there and yeah, we like to help people with whatever. And even if it's just, I mean, I, I mean, if realtors are watching, you know, I have so many agents that call me when they have, they open a title and there's a bankruptcy and they don't know what to do, or they open a title and there's a lien that should have been removed in chapter seven in 2010. Those are the things we help with. We can easily handle that stuff. So reach out if you have any and I am very much like Brian I love to collaborate with all agents I believe there's more than enough to go around I don't believe in competition so if any agents have questions about whatever with legal side or otherwise let me know open door open door all day Thank you for being Thanks on. Thanks for having me. Of this course. has been it's so awesome. fun. We'll be having you come back. For Monday. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I appreciate she's just was off on vacation, <laughs> busy coming back, and you did the show today, which I really appreciate. It's been great. We want to see hi to Linda Gibson and hi to Westy. I see you out there. Morgan McGuire on the Gary Group. Is that me? Is that our time? It's our time to go, but Morgan, how can clients reach you if they want to get a hold of you? They can reach me on my cell, 619-885-9284. You can text me at four in the morning. I'll just get back to you a couple hours after. <laughs> there we go. So you got it. So, okay, I'm Brian Garrity. I'm your host here on Big Daddy Live. We'll be here every week. Uh, Ryan Alvey is my assistant. He's also a licensed real estate agent, getting him into business. You can always call us at 858-525-3202. And we will answer that call all day. Not at four in the morning, probably. <laughs> be knocked out. You know, I'm sleeping. This weekend is knocked out. You guys have a beautiful week. We got a lot of great stuff coming up for you yeah. in the coming weeks. And we're excited to draw here. We love you guys. Mwah. We'll see you next Thanks. week. Thanks. 
listening to Big Daddy Live with your host, Brian Garrity, right here at BigDaddyLive.com. Catch our video live broadcast where you too can chime in, participate, and give your comments on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to Big Daddy Live. You can also find us at your favorite podcast venues, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, Spotify, Spotify, 